Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Operators Weekly Roundup. The Weekly Roundup is a show where Roshan and I discuss the biggest developments from the Indian startup ecosystem and try to break that down for you. Now, we are halfway into May and we have seen a lot of slowdown in activities from the ecosystem. But having said that, EV has still been running in full steam with Aether raising $128 million round. Along with that, e-commerce platform GoQuick, who we also featured in our podcast interviews, raised $35 million in Series B fundraise. Razorpay announced a $75 million ESOP buyback, and Swiggy has been on an acquiring spree by acquiring Dineout. Roshan, great having you to join us today. You know, one thing which I really miss talking about in the roundups is like, hey, you know, this large size checks, which we saw last year. Mm. And right now, given the global macroeconomic conditions, we are witnessing a huge slowdown in the money that's been pumped into the ecosystem. Yeah, no, for sure. I think growth stage deals will slow down for sure. I mean, that is the first to take a hit always. But I think early stage uh, deals will continue. I'd like to remind people often enough that uh, the total venture capital that we got in 2021 was around 40 plus billion dollars. In that same time, I mean, over $600 billion of uh, venture capital flowed, right? So which is, you know, 7, 8%, right? And if you consider VC money itself in the broad scheme of things, I mean, it's it's still, it's significant, but it's not that large anyway. So macro stuff will definitely affect venture capital, but how much will it affect venture capital in India versus uh, early stage? I mean, all of those calculations, if you do, there will be some trickle down, but it won't be like a kind of doomsday that people are painting right now, you know, which is that you will have to reposition yourself, redo all of the things and rethink and all of that, right? Which I think is a bit of an overreaction, if you ask me. And see, this is something that we expected for long, right? I mean, everyone knew that at some point of time, the Fed was going to hike rates. Someplace I was reading, 40% of all of the USD, right, US dollar was printed in the last two years, which is wow. just absurd. And so, I mean, when you think about inflation, right, what else will you have but that kind of inflation at this point of time? So, yeah, I would say, you know, focus on your customers, focus on your business, be even keeled about those things. But I would still say no need to panic, right? Need for caution for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, are you following caution with what your portfolio is looking like today across cryptos and stocks? Yeah, well, I mean, you asked me about my portfolio. It's <laughs> fairly diversified, right? 20% is out the window, 15% is down the drain, and 65% is gone with the wind. We totally did not rehearse that joke. But see, you have to just stay invested for the longer run, right? I mean, again, this is not financial advice, but I am not one of those who checks my portfolio every day, two days, three days, or whatever, because I am taking only high conviction bets, right? So I'm investing in businesses, and I'm not investing in price or numbers so much, right? I mean, of course, you know, there's this whole value investing theory, you have to buy low and all of that stuff. And, you know, I am not certainly so well-versed to figure out at what price point I have to buy something or whatever. I just look at some trends in terms of, okay, will this business make more money in the future or not, right? And I am not one of those. And I think that is the approach for most passive investors as well, right? I mean, we're not traders with like two screens Mm -hmm. here, three screens somewhere else and like fretting about all of the minute movements that happen 40 times a day, right? So yeah, but hey, some good news on that front. I finally got my allocation. I got an LIC allocation. So (laughs) hey, after giving about the allocation for, I think, 40 roundups, I finally got an allocation. Not the best timing. I would have really loved to get a Nika allocation, but I'll take this one. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and let's see. I mean, I think what the cutoff price was at 945 and the allotment happened in 904 rupees so let's see still fingers crossed for some uh, good action here i mean again so lic again is like i don't know 50 60 percent of the market right i mean it's not going to go away tomorrow i mean it's Mm going to 
be very very significant right i'm just looking at it from the long run i do feel bad for you know some of the folks who invested in you know crypto coins and so on right i mean it's been especially a, in like terra luna yeah i mean it's it's been a heck of a week you know i mean i know people who have lost a lot of money on that and you know i always look at crypto coins and projects and all of these as as investing in the technology you know i mean i've always said that the price action is not something that you should really worry about just look at the technology look at the underlying technology like so i am still optimistic about solana i'm still optimistic about matic ethereum all of those right because there are real world applications to those technologies and i think this is a phase you know markets go up and markets go down we're in a phase where markets are pretty roger right now <laughs> so let's wait it through No, yeah. I also yeah I know we are extending this a bit but there has this learning curve right crypto is like yeah. what hardly a decade old whereas all these uh, the money markets have been there for like yeah no, see the thing is that there are basics of economics that you cannot ignore right there is something called a demand and supply and if there's you know if you have the fed printing money like that i mean people are going to spend that money on ridiculous things right so you saw people spending on crazy things like dogecoin and and what not right i mean what were people expecting you know and i think the crypto community also needs to temper its communication right people were suggesting crypto as solution to everything right i mean that that whole trope of web3 will solve this right a lot of people said that it's a hedge against inflation and it's a hedge against uh, the markets hedge against everything well i mean you're seeing what what's happening right now you know so i think we need to be a little more tempered in our expectations and look at it for the technology innovation as such and not worry too much about the price action i feel yeah, yeah. while the economics are slowing down something which has been really picking up steam in india is the entire ev space right we have been we have spoken a lot about it but ether energy last week they announced a fundraise of 128 million dollars in series e round where uh, for the first time the national investment and infrastructure fund limited invested in a modern manufacturing company and along with niifl strategic opportunities fund sof and hero motorcorp also invested now of course the plan to use this funds is to expand its production is to expand the technology and manufacturing centers what i want to understand is like yeah while there's a lot of hype around the whole ev adoption in india but there are a lot of barriers to overcome for example we have to revisit the entire battery design pack and now while we are talking about expanding production of ev uh, vehicles but a lot of infrastructure development also needs to happen so where do you think we yeah. are in terms of that No, see, there are a lot of challenges, right? But one thing I will say is EVs at this point of time is not a distribution play. You know, automobile industry is fairly mature, right? Has been around for centuries. And OEMs typically assemble variety of things, put it together, brand, and then distribute it. That's that's the play, basically, in the automobile industry, right? But EV, you cannot do that, right? Because EV is a very, very new sector. And a lot of things have to be vertically integrated, right? Which means that your innovation has to be full stack. bike to batteries to charging to everything right so yeah i mean while the likes of ola okinawa plenty of others uh, they've kind of sullied the pond i would say right because uh, ev adoption again any th- any new technology i mean uh, you know people are always skeptical but i will say that you know the early adopters will not care too much about this right and ether is actually looking at the early adopters they're not looking at the likes of people who buy an activa right. or a jupiter right they're not looking at those kind of guys they're looking at the geeks uh, they're looking at early adopters who want a new gadget who want to experience that new new innovation right so for that i don't know i mean uh, it will affect too much or not right because i think those people will go ahead and invest anyway it's good to see the the government body that is invested right i mean government funding ev i think it's a very strategic thing with china did plenty of this as well right i mean they had their own like for example evergrande was uh, an ev uh, with the real estate company also had an ev arm and so on they had plenty of these like 
Chinese EV companies as well. Uh, however, I mean, it kind of faded off, uh, I would say. In India, I think, you know, I have stuck my neck out and said that, you know, by the end of 2030, I think we will have more EV vehicles than not. Even with all of this stuff around, like, you know, vehicles catching fire, I will still say that that, that will happen, especially for certain segments, right? I mean, let's say passenger vehicles, maybe like, you know, cabs and commute vehicles. Mm. And delivery uh, uh exactly delivery vehicles even you know the the two wheelers as well in certain segments will become majority ev i would say right so it's definitely a market worth investing in you know i mean because it's energy efficient as well so india can definitely leapfrog in in this axis i mean it's something we've spoken about plenty as well and we can you know get ahead on our climate goals also right so right. so it's definitely something that the government should subsidize should invest should promote for sure. Aether is a fantastic story, man. I mean, like, I am really, really happy about Aether's success that they're seeing right now because, you know, these guys have been plugging away for a good 10 years or so, right? I mean, the EV, other EV companies that you're seeing are, you know, they've happened you know, in the last three or four years. 2013, 2014 was a time when, you know, the consumer internet boom was happening in India. And these guys could have very well built another .com or another app as such, right? But yeah, I mean, think about it, right? For 10 years, they've been plugging away at the problem. And it's not a trivial problem. It's a very, very difficult problem. So I'm really happy about, uh, you know, the success that they're seeing. The Aether bike itself, I think, you know... Uh, they're scaling their distribution at this point of time, setting up more charging points and so on and so forth. I think they're in about 30 different cities at this point, uh, right? So I, I think plenty of this money will go into distribution, right? Because ultimately, you know, consumer goods require distribution. And hats off to Tarun and Swapnil, you know, I mean, uh, fantastic guys. I think IIT Delhi folks, he probably worked in McKinsey for a, for a bit, I think, uh, Tarun, and then started this up uh, right in college itself, uh, right, on campus. Very, very excited. And, uh, you know, my friend Rajiv uh, Mantri, uh, his fund has invested in this round as well, Navam Capital. Definitely check out Navam Capital. Folks are doing some amazing work. A lot of pioneering investments, right? Whether it's EV or whether it's clean tech and so on. Uh, they've spotted these sectoral trends and they spotted some of these startups way before it became mainstream. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, Aether had launched this 450x variant, right? I think that has been seeing a growth of 25% month on month, right? That just speaks to like how much people are willing to adopt yeah. EVs. No, right? there's, there's a rising demand for sure, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, these folks also, I think, partnered with Foxconn as well, right? Yeah. Pretty recently. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of demand mm -hmm. for sure. All right. So, some news from a person who already had interviewed in our podcast. GoQuick has raised a $35 million Series B round which was led by think investments and rtp global now in between their previous and this current fundries i think the company has crossed a gmv which is gross merchandise value of over 1 billion dollars for its merchants now that's a testament to the work that they are doing absolutely right and especially with you know we have been seeing the boom of d2c e-commerce in india right we have had a lot of folks in the podcast who spoke about this but go quick is trying to solve for a very unique problem which is rto that is return to origin can you like uh, elaborate a bit on that it's a fantastic business, you know, it's a classic building shovels in a gold rush kind of a business. Uh, we've spoken about the likes of delivery, for example, right, commerce IQ and so on and so forth. Now, these guys are operating in this whole e-commerce. And, you know, what's amazing is that e-commerce has become big enough as a category for people to start building for e-commerce, yeah. building software solutions for e-commerce. Fantastic company, pretty amazing entrepreneur as well. I mean, he's built multiple businesses before and GoQuick solves for return to origin right now, which is a 
a huge problem for e-commerce and uh, you know D2C folks because imagine I mean this return right I mean it's just such an overhead and considering that you know you have delivery networks throughout India and so on right I mean you're serving people from Kashmir to Kanyakumari how do you prevent RTO problems right which is people either are not satisfied with the product or you know I mean they give a wrong address and so on now these guys have built a very intelligent sort of an algorithm to catch these things right and and prevent uh, rtos as chirag said essentially what they try to do is increase conversions they have a bunch of things off the box that can help merchants with that and i feel this is one of those solutions that really helps entrepreneurs you know and india definitely needs more entrepreneurs and anything to sort of support these folks is always welcome and i really like the fact that you know we have these solutions we have this plug and play infrastructure for people to get started on businesses over a weekend so very very relevant business and also a very good business i would say right yeah yeah and also we'll link chirag's conversation uh, with you at the description so please do check that out yeah it's a great primer if you want to understand this whole e-commerce category itself right i mean serving e-commerce as such so yeah i mean definitely check out that episode so moving on to our next bit of news razor pay last week has announced its fourth and the largest esop buyback program which is worth 75 million dollars and with this 650 existing and former employees will be eligible for it and lightspeed venture partners and more strategic ventures will be secondary finances for this round razorpay's valuation has soared from 400 million dollars to 7.5 billion dollars during the last two and a half years wow right? razorpay is a phenomenal jump. business and see esop buybacks do two things right one is that it reinforces the founder's commitment to the business right i mean they're serious about long term vision and so on right and second is it spreads the wealth around right i mean because esops are not some fictional mythical thing right i mean esops are real money in that case mm-hmm. and not just paper money so yeah i mean it's fantastic 75 million is significant you know i mean it's very very significant yeah. i've told you know people enough times right that few tens of lakhs could actually be life changing for people i mean it can save off years in terms of like savings and so on right which is fantastic i mean if you are a young person if you are in your 20s and you get that kind of cash right it frees you up to take some more risks in life right i mean maybe you want to start a business maybe you want to do something else it's amazing actually yeah, it's, it's it's a massive uh, wealth generation channel right especially yeah. if, if you look at people who, who join like early stage startups and like yeah. and these are folks who trade out of college in their mid 20s Yeah. for them it really sets them up yeah? no for sure see i mean all of us go above and beyond what's required at a startup mm-hmm. right i mean there are no work hours or there are no all of these perks and so on and so forth right i mean of course things are changing right now but at least i mean when i started out let's like, 2008 there weren't a lot of these things right you took like 30% less than market salary and you worked pretty much all the time did whatever was necessary i mean things are things are of course changing and things are way better right now i mean people start of pay at par or if not you know way better salaries today uh, working conditions are way better i mean there's a certain semblance of a work life balance also i would say but yeah i mean this is this is fantastic So in 2021 we saw so many companies yeah. announcing ESOP buyback program so I really won't be surprised if you're touching the half a billion dollar mark yeah. right now No we are I mean the number that I saw was around 450 million which is like 3000 crores and even if you take away like capital gains and all of that stuff right I mean it's a massive amount of money that's you know gone in the pockets of uh, people right so and look at the second order innovation uh, second order effects that will happen as well right a lot of people might start up right yeah Yeah so i mean right now we'll very soon see the third generation of startups coming out of india yeah no for sure i mean if you think of the nokri and the bharat matrimony those types as the startup 1.0 and then flipkart and so on as the startup 2.0 i mean we are seeing startup 3.0 right now and uh, yeah i mean i would in fact go back even further right i mean 
Look at the kind of wealth that uh, Infosys created for its employees. A lot of uh, funding, innovation, startups has come out of that. So yeah, it's it's definitely non-trivial and it's uh, definitely a great thing for the ecosystem, I would say. So in other news, Twiggy has announced that it will be acquiring restaurant tech platform Dineout from Times Internet for an undisclosed amount. And even after this acquisition, Dineout will be operating as a separate entity. But Twiggy will be able to capitalize on the tech which Dineout has built in terms of like booking tables in restaurants or getting offers and also capitalize on the data which Dineout actually captures in terms of who prefers like what sort of cuisines, what's the usual table size that's required for a set of people. Right? Do you think Swiggy is trying to become more like Zomato and Zomato is becoming more like Swiggy? No, I think it's definitely complementary for Swiggy, right? I mean, Swiggy mm-hmm. is basically an order in market, whereas Dineout is a going out kind of a market. And now, you know, with no COVID restrictions as such and with some sense of normalcy coming back, I think the Dineout business will be more relevant at this point of time. Also, one side note, you're going to see a lot of acquisitions happen, you know, over the next year, two years, maybe, right? Because Typically, downturns are when a lot of startups get acquired. As big as, uh, for example, say LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn got acquired by Microsoft for, I think, what is it, $25, $26 billion uh, sometime back, right? So, yeah, I mean, we're going to see a lot more of these acquisitions. Yeah, makes makes perfect sense for uh, Swiggy, I should say. But one thing, I think discussed in the roundup only, Swiggy had acquired Super Daily for its uh, instant uh, groceries and essential mm. delivery services. So yeah, uh, the Super Daily operations have been suspended in Delhi, NCR, Mumbai and Hyderabad. And with that, uh, some other headlines from the week include Skillmatrix, which is an edtech startup. They raised $16 million in a Series B round from Sequoia Capital and Jalaz Dhani Family Office. iNurture Education Solutions raised $15 million in a combination of debt and equity from ADM Capital. Apna Club, which is an FMCG wholesale platform, raised $10 million in Series A from Tiger Global, whereas EV startup Moving raised $5 million in a seed round from Beyond Tech, Strides One, Trade Cred, N Plus One Capital and others. HR Tech Hono raised $5 million in Series A funding round, which was led by Akash Chaudhary, who is the managing director for the Akash and Baijus combined entity. Yeah, those are pretty interesting fundraisers. I mean, interesting to see family offices invest in uh, startups, you know, and very, very interesting and again pretty secular right i mean edtech and hr and whatnot so yeah pretty interesting yeah. so uh, there was this interesting thread put out on twitter by avnish bajaj of matrix india capital he writes 2017 to 2022 which is the post secure vision fund one and 2020 to 2022 for the abnormal period and not the current period steady state multiples should be more looked at from 2010 to 2017 than last five years, which signifies that we need to go back to first principles. We'll link the entire thread in the description below for you to check out. But Roshan would love to like get your thoughts yeah. on this. No, very timely thread. And Avnish knows a thing or two about downturns, right? I mean, he was formerly the founder and CEO of Bazi.com and they saw the whole dot-com burst and all of that stuff, right? So yeah, definitely an old hand, experienced investor. One of the first, in fact, the first investor in Ola, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they're also invested in what's that, Razorpay as well, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, some very valid insights on conserving cash, for example, right? Being mindful about your business, customers and so on. Definitely a good thread. The valuations are an important point, right? I mean, look, 2021 was such an abnormal year. Some of these public SaaS companies in the US, for example, right? Were trading at 61x, 45x and, you know, those kind of multiples, which is just absolutely absurd. Uh, Datadog, Cloudflare, those kind of guys. And uh, obviously, I mean, you're going to see those valuations uh, temper down, right? I mean, it can't be. I mean, Zoom was at some 85x or something like that. They're just like way inflated. Yeah, really inflated, right? I mean, so obviously those those prices were not sustainable. They had to come down. And yeah, I mean, what 
what Avnesh has said is that it will probably come down to 5 or 8x, which I feel is on the lower side, I would say. Probably like 10-12x is something that you will still see happen, I think, especially on the SaaS front, right? But uh, hey, Didi, what's up? Guys, say hi to our guest, Didi. Anyway, so the public markets will definitely correct for sure. They've corrected already. Jason Lemkin also had a few tweets out on, on this whole valuation thing. He, in fact, he had a very good blog out as well. You know, the other thing that happens during these downturns is people write amazing blogs, right? I mean, I'm like wondering, why don't you guys write this sometime else, you know? There was David Sack, Jason Lemkin, Closer Home. I think Aviral had a good blog. A junior VC also had a very good blog on this. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good sound advice, I would say. Again, if I were to sort of play devil, advocate these downturns are also like used by investors to negotiate on valuation yeah. right i mean that that's just how it is nasim talab always says right i mean don't ask a barber if you need a haircut because you already know the answer let's talk about some of the conversations you have lined up for this week you'll be talking to amit of first principle so what are you excited about so it's uh, first principle is a venture studio and they focus specifically on SaaS businesses right i am very curious to understand you know how they use their experience of advising different SaaS businesses and how they extrapolate general benchmarks and general operating processes and methodologies to make it useful for these venture portfolio startups that they have right so yeah i'm still pending that conversation i mean we'll be talking to him hopefully shortly we're also going to put out a special episode which is going to capture this whole idea to product to company journey that's one of my favorite questions to ask entrepreneurs i've asked entrepreneurs from various fields whether it's fintech or e-commerce or healthcare or wherever how do you you know first go from idea to building a product to then you know building a company because i think that's a very integral process and we're going to put out like a mashup of all of the best answers that we've had to that uh, question so do check that out as well also i mean if you guys have suggestions for guests and content i mean feel free to let us know on our social media or even write to us uh, with a startup operator at gmail.com so yeah that should be interesting yep so yeah that's all folks for this week's roundup as roshan mentioned you can tweet to us at operator startup on twitter on linkedin we are the startup operator and of course our email address is the startup operator at gmail.com along with that if you like these updates we delivered straight into your whatsapp inbox you'll find a link in the description below do subscribe to that and yeah let us know how we did by liking the video subscribing to the channel and dropping a comment that really helps us you know improve our distribution and helps us with discoverability with that we'll see you again next week have a great week ahead have a great week guys